What's up, everybody? And welcome to the newest installment of the Minority Report. I am your head minority in charge, your host with the most, Gus. Along with me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, J. Show. What's good, everybody? What's up? Hey, it's the year of the dragon. The year of the dragon. You are the last dragon. dragon. That's yep. all it reminds me of. Yep, 2024. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, but yeah, you know, um, kind of jealous of my mom because she's year of the dragon. She's the year of the dragon? Yeah. I heard you're year of the drag queen. How so? I don't know. You're into RuPaul. Actually, you watch more drag race than I do. Yo, you better work it. <laughs> Sashay <laughs> Shantae. Pro- projection much? Actually, I've been mean to like uh, no, get back. No, that the bomb. Fuck that, dude. But you do. I'm saying, I'm not saying it's a bad show, but you are projecting. I just like the shade they throw at each other. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah. But uh, what was it? You're the drag queen. Why is that not a name of a movie or a show? I don't, or dude, it yeah. should, okay, it should be. <laughs> I love the fact that you try to make okay. it into a, 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 a roast, but you actually have it, a good idea. Dude, okay, imagine like a take on like a kung fu old school movie, like mm-hmm. like The Last Dragon. Yeah, but make it Year of the Drag Queen, mm-hmm. where it stars a young drag queen mm-hmm. coming of age and fighting to be the top drag queen, right? And but it still mixes martial arts in it. Where the other one goes, girl, mm-hmm. your weave look like, and they start fighting. Yeah. No, no, no. What was it? Like, I, I got something. Uh, so it's a Shaolin sect where it is like the Shaolin drag queens. You know what I'm saying? And each of them is a different specialty, you know? Oh, no. Like kind of like how like on a drag race, every like drag queen has like a different specialty or talent and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you got the uh, the high heel fist or like, no, no, actually the golden high heel legs. Like imagine like doing like all like, you know, um, Ken Lowe style no, kicking. No, and then you could do the death drop as your finisher. Right. Well, no, the, yeah, that's a, that's a style death like the death drop. Di- no, it has to be death drop style. No, they go Wu Tang. Right. And before they do, they go Dracane. They go Death Drop. We'll just yep. fall on them. Drake, uh, what's it called? The uh, reading the filth. You know, it could be basically like you know the mantras <laughs> and everything. Dude, we can make that into a video game too, like Mortal right. Kombat. Dude, I already have a character design already in my head right and now. And then when they lose, RuPaul comes out and goes Sashay. Yeah, Shantae. No, uh, RuPaul <laughs> will be <laughs> RuPaul will be the uh, that Shaolin Abbot of them. <laughs> hey, Abbot. Oh, sorry. I hate that guy. <laughs> anyway, yo, so. Dude, in the news today, well, not today, but lately, it's just, just been funny, bro. Mm. You know how I always tell you that when you point a finger at somebody, there's three pointing back at you? Yeah. So everybody's favorite orange Nazi, Trump. Yeah. remember how he's always talking about, and all these right wings are always talking about, mm. Biden's taking money from China, and he's owned by China. Okay, that cracks me up, because... Where did his shitty clothes be menu uh, be manufactured? Oh no, in? I saw that David Letterman. Yeah, but yeah. no, no, even before David Letterman, and yeah. all that. But it's always been no, like his like clothing line and all that has been made in China, right? And so I, now, I know, but David Letterman back in the day called him out on it. Yeah, 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 live on his show, right? But like he always uses China as the boogeyman, even though he's been in bed with them since well, day one, right? And yeah. fun fact, now it's been revealed that he has he actually got while he was president, mm-hmm. I think it was like one point five billion dollars from China. Mm-hmm. So all that you know. Uh, Chinese money. Yeah. But they excuse it away. I've seen people already commenting, mm-hmm. well, he's a businessman. And blah, blah, blah. Well, you, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. You cannot condo- like you cannot make any business deals while you're a sitting well, president. Exactly. But they yeah. excuse it all away. Well, because you, according to him, yeah. since he was the president, he is the end-all, be-all emperor of everything and cannot be tried for anything. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's, that's not what presidents yeah. do. You, no. know what, you know who does that? Tyrants. Well, yeah. He yeah. actually just put in a... Uh, 
a shit in the court that says that they're yeah. trying to they, he's trying to have them dismiss the charges that uh jack smith is, has against them yeah to say that oh well you can't charge me for things that i did while i was president you know what's the fucked up part is that if obama or biden or oh, any God, democratic dude, like uh please. president did that yeah. oh you know those trump stains will be all over their ass uh, hillary Bill, yeah you right. anyone uh oh speaking of that also mm-hmm. uh epstein's island uh, <laughs> oh yeah well nice before segue. we get into that yeah, yeah. they actually j- dude you know how colorado removed him from the the ballot yeah that also now maine has done it mm-hmm. they're appealing it in colorado because they went through the court mm-hmm. but maine since they don't have to do that they can go through the secretary of state mm-hmm. of maine and they can say well we're removing them off the ballot mm-hmm. uh due to the 14th amendment because if you look at the 14th amendment it states that no one it was after the civil war mm-hmm they put in the 14th Amendment saying that no one has ever taken part of an insurrection mm-hmm. or housed or supported anyone who has committed an insurrection can run for any political office or hold any political mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. Now, the maggots, they try to come out and say, well, he was never convicted. He hasn't been convicted of insurrection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say anywhere in there that he has to be convicted of insurrection. Mm-hmm. It has to be known that he had participated or promoted an insurrection secondly they go well and he tried to say that he's never held office like he can't be convicted of those things because he was never an officer like a con because he thinks that it's only a congressman or senator i i I had this debate with somebody i said Mm -hmm. he he held the office of the president of the united states he is an officer they go no he's not an officer it says that he has to be an officer i said he's i was like (laughs) He was li- he's, his title is literally yeah. the commander in chief. Uh, that sounds like an officer. The commander in chief yeah. is the head of all the military. It, 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 if you look up the definition of the word commander, it literally says someone who holds the office of leadership and is an officer. Well, dude, that's always what they do. They yeah. always try to change the narrative of Trump's duties as president. First, like when they're um, writing, they're writing his dick and everything, and say, "Oh, he could do whatever he wants. He's right. the president; it's within his right." But then when he's called out on something, he says, "Well, the thing is, is that he didn't really doesn't have that power. So which is it?" Right. You know what I'm saying, oh, no, it's just like when they yeah. say Biden is the head of a crime family, but then they call him a senile old man. That's another he's thing. A, he's, so is he a mad genius or an or idiot? Is he a senile old man, right? Because you can't be both, right? And then also, uh, you know how with abortion, when the whole abortion thing went down, they were talking, you know, the reversal of Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. sent it back. Oh, we didn't we didn't abolish abortion. Mm-hmm. We sent it back to the states. And know you get all these mm-hmm. uh, constitutionalists and all this. Oh, they're just sending it back to the state. It's the state decision. No big government. You just want big government. Mm-hmm. So now that it's up to the states to decide whether Trump or, is on the ballot or not. Mm-hmm. Now they're talking about, oh, well, no, 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 no. The federal government and Congress. And it's like, wait. So do y'all want big government See, or do you not want big government? Because these are the states deciding they don't want him on the ballot. They don't even know what the fuck big government is. Well, you know? it's it's whatever they're told. They're fed. Right. You know, like See, the other day, again, somebody did the whole Marjorie Taylor Greene to me. You're mm-hmm. a fascist, communist, socialist. I'm like... Y- you know those ain't all the same, right? I, I saw that on, it was on an Instagram <laughs> post. And actually, I think it was about Marjorie Taylor yeah. Greene, about how she was had to be stopped from doing a January 6th extravaganza yeah. barbecue. Dude, yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was my next note and, on the news. And, and some, she, actually, yeah. she actually got, uh, well, she didn't, but mm-hmm. somebody, somebody organized a celebration mm-hmm. to commemorate the anniversary of January 5th. Listen to that. That's like having a barbecue about 9-11. Yeah. And she was supposed to be their their uh, their main guest. And the hotel went, 
when the hotel found out that's yeah. what the reason why they wanted to reserve the space they went yeah yeah not here yeah no but it's not gonna happen but yeah but no you know actually it's funny you mentioned that because Ron to satan oh God. I, I heard a sound bite from him um it was reporting about the debate him and uh, Nikki Haley had. Yeah, his voice irritates me. Every his whole existence <laughs> irritates us. Like, so he tried to downplay January six, and he said it was n- nothing political about January six. It was just a protest that went awry. I was like, there's nothing political about a insurrection, of um, that they wanted to. Char- stormed the Capitol because they didn't agree with the how the election went. That sounds pretty political. Uh, Wait, he said that it wasn't political? Nah. Yeah, he said so, it wasn't political. Like, you, you mean to tell me that trying to rush the state Capitol mm, to well, the force them... Capital. Yeah, nation's Capitol. Yeah. Was, um, and to force them to change a election decision. Are you mean to tell yeah. us that's that's not political? I mean, it is Ron DeSantis. After Dude, all. honestly, this Florida. fucking idiot. He's like a real life Edgar from Men in Black. Florida is like the the shit stain of the country. It really is. Um, so yeah, so they're always crying about that, but mm-hmm. they don't realize that the Fourteenth Amendment is still an amendment. Mm-hmm. They, like they wanted to cry that it's the state's rights to to ban abortion, but then they don't want to talk about how it's the state right to take him off the ballot. Well, no, no, the no, no, no. Then it's not okay. Well, here's the thing though: like they don't know shit about what the amendments are. Yeah, they don't know shit about the Constitution. They'll only boast about it. They'll only flex about right. it to act like they're the real patriots. Oh yeah, but they'll support someone who would take a shit on that Constitution, who has done so. Right. Several times. Well, then I also got into it with this dude that uh, uh, in Colorado, because mm-hmm. uh, they don't realize it. Because they, don't, you know, how they always don't California my Colorado, don't California my X Y Z. That is like the. I'll, you know what I tell them? So you don't want people to move there that are going to put more money into your taxes to build your infrastructure better, create more jobs. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, living where we are, and if since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when Californians and other people have moved here, it's You're what welcome. it's what created more yeah. uh, uh, jobs, mm-hmm. more businesses. The houses went up in value, mm-hmm. everything. So for them to say that, oh, because people were moving from where they are to where, to to their state, mm-hmm. it's fucking everything. Dude, I, said, I said, dude, the reason why y'all got legal weed is because people yeah. from California moved there. Okay, so check this out. Like being from California, you know, yeah. um, it is really cool to see some of the stuff from my, uh, you know. Uh, from the state I grew up in, like come here, like in terms of like uh, economics, art and all that. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's and the thing about that. Before you get into it. Yeah. Uh, the reason why they say the reason why is because they think that because, oh, they're leaving California because there's a shithole. Mm-hmm. No, they're leaving California because it is expensive to live there. I agree that mm-hmm. some shit is way too expensive in California. It's true. They're going to your state, mm-hmm. which is a red state. So shit is cheap as dirt yeah. because nobody got any money. And yeah. there's no businesses there. So they go there, buy your land up in your houses for cheap, mm-hmm. double them in value, yeah. create businesses because they couldn't do it in California because it's way too expensive. Well, so he, it's like, you're stupid. No, no. The that. thing is, is that California to them is just another liberal boogeyman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, is yeah, that yeah. they demonize California. It was just like back in the 1950s. Like they yeah. demonize California for being progressive. Oh, for yeah. they, you know, they always say like, oh, California, you know, it's a hotbed of, you know, promiscuity and homosexuality and and drug use and all that and everything and it's like um you know a place where you can actually get a job or you know you can actually you know 
uh, be able to like you know get medicine well, and one, also a hell hell to be free. You know right. what I'm saying? The one thing they say about California, I mean, California has the the fifth highest uh, gross income in the world. Mm-hmm. So if it was his own country, it'd be the fifth richest country in the world. Oh yeah, because like uh, it's the uh, it's the entertainment it, uh, capital. Well, of you the, have of entertainment. The you have Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. You have tech, agricultural yeah. there. You mm-hmm. have tech there. You have m- uh, military fucking there. Mm-hmm. You have uh, they build airplanes there because so it, it's a lot of shit that's there. They could like you know basically pull an escape from LA and separate itself from yeah. the United States. And California's going to go, Hey, we're building a wall. Right. right, Exactly. <laughs> no, but the thing is they, okay. Yes. The homeless population in California is out of control, but mm. to me, they don't see the, the, the juxtaposition of that. The, the thing that it created that mm-hmm. is you don't have healthcare. Mm-hmm. You don't have uh, a minimum wage that is a livable wage, especially for somebody living in California. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people have the mentality that people are homeless by choice. Mm-hmm. Have you ever sat? The people who say that are the ones that go that have never sat down with somebody. Who it's just like those people who say, "Oh, there's no racism." Oh, the people like to use racist the racist dog whistle. Mm-hmm. You've never experienced it, have Dude, you? It's like it's like what I said, man. It's like that, you know. And like I said about like, you know, acquaintances of ours and everything, yeah. they're stuck in their white privilege bubble. They keep saying racism doesn't exist. Well, no shit, it doesn't exist to you because you're a fucking white guy. You know, of course, you're not going to face well, they'll, that. They'll never admit that that uh, they'll never admit that that um, that that white privilege exists. Yeah, some yeah, of them. They, hell, I appreciate the people who do. Admit yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, because what they don't understand and the, and the small minded people don't understand is that we're not saying that you have white privilege so you have it easy. Mm-hmm. There are people and I've, I've had to teach this to some people and they mm-hmm. finally have understood it. It's we're not saying that you have it easy. Yeah. We're not saying that you get everything handed to you. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're saying. There are people who have struggled that are white. Absolutely. Yeah. But what we're saying is that you don't immediately get stigmatized because you are a, a different race. Like I, for example, uh, my girlfriend, we we're going to go out. She just got a promotion. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go out to celebrate. And there's a restaurant she likes to go to. Mm-hmm. And they have a dress code. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, but last time we went there, there were these old white guys and they were in, a, in their dress code. I said, a dress code exists to keep people like me out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean by that? I said, because they can use it as an excuse. If mm-hmm. I don't go in there without, if I go in there without a tie, mm-hmm. they could look at me and go, well, I'm sorry, you're not in dress code. I was like, uh, dude, that guy has on a board shorts and a dad hat. So, like, you know, Hello, sir. Can you please leave out here without making a fuss? Yeah. But no, I, I, I just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get straight to the point when I explain white privilege. White privilege is that you can walk the street without having to worry about having a bullet in your ass. You, well, that, and you can yeah. walk into a store without having security at, or, or having eight salespeople tell you, finding everything okay? Mm-hmm. Could I help you with anything? I have a story about that. <laughs> and I didn't realize this is a profiling until like later in life and everything. So I'm in seventh grade. My mom and I go to the hardware store. Right. And so while she's looking for whatever she was looking for, I was just, you know, browsing the store, looking at like all the cool stuff, not touching anything, just, you know, just minding yourself? my business. Yeah, in, front of, in a hardware store. What do you think I am? A fucking Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then there's this employee, this fucking like, you know, Bo Bridges looking motherfucker starts harassing me. He says like, uh, um, please step away from like the tools. Like, you know, um, please like, you know, step away. I'm like, I'm not touching anything. I'm just looking. And so I walk away. Right. And he still comes up to me. Where is your mother? I'm like, 
what do you mean? Like, I where's your mother? Where's your mama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. I thought right. he was a dick, but yeah. I didn't think much of it. But honestly, I look back and I wish that I would have um, told my mom and then tell the manager right. to say, hey, you're, one of your employees is a fucking profiler. He's a racist fucking piece of shit. Oh, now, yeah. What, another one, uh, an example, and if you want to see the epitome or the example of white privilege, mm-hmm. uh, Walmart. Yeah. Okay. Here's my, and we go, what? Walmart? Walmart, yeah, shocker. Walmart is a shit, shit company anyway. Yeah. But if you go to a Walmart that is in a predominantly Latino or black neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, or and, and black neighborhood mm-hmm. or minority neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, there are certain things that are locked up. Yeah. Baby uh, formula. Spray paint. Yeah. Uh, black hair products. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things, razors and shit like that, yeah. they're all locked up. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to a middle class, maybe upper middle class neighborhood that's predominantly white, mm-hmm. uh, at, to the Walmart, spray paints are not locked away under lock and key. Mm. Uh, there are very little, if none, hair black hair products, and they're all out in the open. Mm-hmm. There are uh, the only thing they keep under under lock and key, I think, are the uh, the razors. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing really that high of security. You don't have to show your receipt at the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit like that. Yeah. You know. So that tells you the difference between white privilege and mm-hmm. non. Well, the thing is, is that when people they always misconstrue the word privilege yeah privilege doesn't exactly mean that you have it easy that you're rich or anything right that means you have an advantage yeah honestly you call it a white advantage yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah but still it's the fact that they don't realize that walking in life period Mm -hmm. i mean for the the reason my girlfriend likes me to check in with her every time I, I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, God, you know, I just, it's, it, it was overbearing to me, mm-hmm. but she goes, it's because of the way times are right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid you're not going to come home. No, she's I, right. I was like, yeah, I was like, I've never thought about that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I mean, and people don't, people wonder why, like mm-hmm. we as minorities and when the cop, when there's a cop car behind us, we kind of, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, your temperature kind of raises up and your butthole puckers just a little yeah, yeah. bit. And you start to like uh, slow down because yep. even if you're going 65 in the oh, yeah. fast lane, <laughs> yep. you're, you're, are, still, you're, you're still going to feel like, oh, they're going to pull me over. Your hands are at 10 at 2. And yeah. <laughs> well, I remember one time, like I'm driving on the freeway and I see the, the cops yeah. and I'm freaking out a little. So I'm slowing down. Right. I'm going, it's the 65, but I'm going 60 because I don't want any trouble. Yeah. And they still pull me over. And they said, like, oh, we noticed that you were driving erratically. Is everything all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I didn't want to tell them. Like, it's because you fucking freaked me out. It's because I, I was driving while brown. So right, exactly. Sure well, you know, that. and that's what it is. Driving while black, driving while brown, yeah. driving while, and everything. It's just that we have a target on our back during these times. Oh, absolutely. And so every time we step, we, uh, you know, we go outside or anything, we're one phone call away from being hauled yep. off. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. Do you have fits of rage, yelling things like libtard, deep state, or constitution that you've never read? Do you quote Hitler or the Bible that you've also never read? Do you hate immigrants when your parents are actual immigrants? Then you may be suffering from TDS, Trump Derangement Syndrome. Side effects include following cult leaders blindly, taking women's rights, banning books, and calling it freedom, or hating Joe Biden than taking credit for things Joe Biden did. Ask your doctor about Trump Derangement Syndrome. TDS has been shown to flare up in red states and cause inflammation in Donald Trump merchandise. And JFK is not coming back from the dead. 
And we're back. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I played that clip because that's what we're going to talk about. Took me back first, to high school. <laughs> first and foremost, mm-hmm. because New Year's Eve, which uh, was last week, the, uh, well, last week, yeah, about a week ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Day was at the New Year's Rockin' Eve. They still call it, for some reason, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. You know, it, rest in peace, it, Dick Clark. It's his. Because it's iconic. Yeah. yeah. It's hosted by Ryan Streetcast, but let's face it, it's, it's his. Right. So, yeah. Well, he's kind of like the, the millennial Dick Clark. He is, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this is the biggest New Year's Eve event of the year, highest attended largest rated it's pretty much the one everybody watches to see the ball drop it's a, it's the most uh, iconic one. right it's a lot exactly. of pe- a lot of people from around the uh the state exactly. the world go want to go there yep. to see it live so anyway so billy joe armstrong and the boys from green day decided they were going to change the lyrics up a little bit and uh change it to say uh they're not part of the maga agenda mm-hmm. and it created such a storm because <laughs> people were so butthurt. How dare they? How dare they say that? How dare Green Day get political? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Are, were they acting like snowflakes? Were they triggered? Uh, well, no, no, no. They were they were alpha, you know. So alpha triggered. Yeah, alpha triggered. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the funny part is that they go, yeah. oh, how dare they bring their political statement to the New Year's Eve celebration. Uh, let, uh, me, let me tell you about American Idiot. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Let me explain to you who Green Day is. Mm-hmm. Much like Rage Against the Machine and mm-hmm. your misunderstanding, mm-hmm. they have never hidden their contempt for political uh, mm-hmm. figures or for their not contempt, yeah, contempt, contempt yeah. for the government. Hell, they made a diss album against the Bush administration. I mean, I mean, it, this isn't this isn't like a new thing for um, Green Day. American Idiot w- yeah. was literally written for George Bush. Yeah, it, it was written for George Bush. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so people were up in arms about Green Day. So I got online and there was a couple of people out there. They were talking their shit about how. Oh, Green Day is so irrelevant. I'm like, who? Who is it? Some dude was like, who is this band? I never heard of them. Okay, by the way, I'm like, what? Okay, quick thing. Uh, All those people who say, who comment, who I've never heard of them, they're full of shit. They're just being fucking contrarian idiots to try to like insult them. Well, it's like you like to call them. They like to be edgy, edge lords. Oh yeah, totally. I've never heard of Green Day. Yeah, but it's such a stupid ass flex, like. You've um like who like oh so you've never heard of one of the most iconic punk bands well, of all time? They're a punk punk pop band, yeah. But they were originally a punk band back mm-hmm. in the early in the late nineteen eighties is when they started. Mm-hmm. They their big hit came through in the nineteen nineties, and of course they blew up with Dookie. Mm-hmm. Out of all things, they had an album called Dookie. That was, that was a great album. Oh yeah, it was when it, it, I come around. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's their best album. Mm-hmm. I uh, think that's the one that made them like yeah mainstream. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, though, do you have the time to listen to me whine? Yeah. yeah. And every everybody, they blew up. Mm. So you're talking about a band that went from Gen X, mm-hmm. my generation, mm-hmm. to millennials, mm-hmm. then to Gen Zers, because they're still going strong. Yeah. Like, they're celebrating, I think it's almost 40 years mm-hmm. as a band. Over 40 years as a band, because it was since, no, almost 40 years as a band. And they still look like they're in the 20s. 30 years since Mm -hmm. Dookie. Right. And then 20 years since their other album, the big one that had uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Not Boulevard of Broken Dreams. uh, Yeah, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Wake Me Up, uh, September. Mm -hmm. Wake me up. And uh, the one song that ironically everybody plays at graduation, Mm -hmm. but it's not what they think it's about. Time of My Life. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. They they played that during the Seinfeld finale too. Yep. Like, well, it's a but, song, it's, oh, that actually that was on American it, Idiot. Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, it's yeah. a song about taking your life. Yeah. It's like come, you know, and because <laughs> when I because when I think Seinfeld, I think taking one's yeah. life. And September, <laughs> and September ends is a, it was yeah. about his father who passed away. Right. But anyway, well, getting back to what I was saying, mm. so they got all this uproar about this just changing one simple lyric. So I was on searching for the clip. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I found a YouTuber that created this video um, ta- talking about how irrelevant um, the Green Day is. Mm-hmm. I was like, meanwhile, at Trump at Mar-a-Lardo had Vanilla Ice. Greatest rapper of all time, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> One who says that Queen ripped him off. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. See, because their song went dun, 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 dun. Mine's went dun, 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 dun. Okay. When you told me about that. I swear. You never Trump. seen that clip? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the infamous clip. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, uh, with the, it's not the same. But no, but we're well, Suge Knight yeah. when you need him, right? In person, probably. Well, because yeah. you, you know what Suge Knight did to him. Oh yeah, hung him up, uh, like all over the Off balcony, balcony. And, yeah. uh, and allegedly made him drink his own urine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, when they said that when he was at Mar Largo, I commented yeah. underneath. I go, wait, he got the night off from the bowling alley. <laughs> That's like, my boy. Sweet. Yeah. How they even get him? <laughs> you know, honestly, man, dude, conservatives they suck at star power. They're the Branson, Missouri yeah. dude, of star power. But wait, see, wait, wait. But, but did you see the clip of Trump when they showed? Uh, the lights on stage yeah. they, they pan over to, Cl- to Trump and he's yeah. like he's got this straight face yeah. I commented underneath in quotes he's going I don't know about this new fangly hippity hop yeah. but, but no like <laughs> the people that they get are so you want to yeah. talk about irrelevant these people are I really calling them irrelevant is just like saying it mildly wait wait, wait. You, you mean that the Ted Nugent isn't relevant? I was about to say Ted Nugent, Kid Rock, Vanilla Ice, you know, people that you thought were dead. Bro. Uh, but, but, but wait, but what I, so basically Trump, like conservative, like star power and all yeah. that is basically like, you ever heard of Branson, Missouri? No, no, I know. I know about Branson, Branson Missouri. Yeah, Yakov Bran- Shmirnov made it yeah, famous. Yeah. So yeah, so people, if you don't know, Branson, Missouri is basically like the, um, it's the Las of, Vegas of the Midwest. Well, it's also no. That, well, actually, a it's, the, it's the Atlantic City of the Midwest. No, that's even giving a more compliment. No. It's the island of misfit celebrities. It's basically where careers go to die. Like, you ever have that moment where you're thinking about somebody from a sitcom from years ago, and you ask, yourself, "Hey, whatever happened to X Y Z?" Or if, "Hey, are they still alive?" If they're alive, they're more than likely they're, performing at Yakov Smirnov's Dinner Theater, which is an awful, awful low budget affair. They're headlining it. Yeah, <laughs> they're headlining in Branson, Missouri. So basically, Trump and conservatives, like when they have like their celebrities, they bring that Branson energy, that quote unquote celebrity. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, Dean Kane, Scott Bayo, mm-hmm. uh, Ken, Kevin Sorbo, you know, Gina all, Carano, right? You know, people who. Uh, uh, actually, you know what? Fun fact, common thread amongst them is that, you know, they're actually, um, you know, have like so, so many um, allegations of sexual yeah. assault. Their, their quote unquote biggest uh, celebrity mm-hmm. is MAGA is Roseanne. Yeah. yeah. No, and, uh, and James Woods. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, and Randy Quaid. <laughs> the shit is full yeah you people <laughs> wait MAGA rally what yeah, yeah. Uh, so but going back to this so yeah. this YouTuber created this mm-hmm. video and showing how irrelevant Green Day is or whatever saying how irrelevant they are and people in the comments talking all this shit yeah oh, oh I haven't heard of them in 20 years oh they were good 30 years ago I'm like dude 
they literally just had a number one, uh, not number one. Mm. They just had a hit single mm. in October, and mm. their newest album that's coming out this month. They the uh, you heard the song "The American Dream Is Killing Me." Yeah, uh, have you heard their? Yeah, that's yeah, their yeah. new. That's their newest single they released, right. and it it's a hit. Wait, wait, yeah. hold on. You said that this guy created a video to talk about how irrelevant Green Day is. Mm-hmm. That defeats the purpose because he's making them relevant. Yeah. You're talking about them. Yeah. What's, what's the first rule <laughs> of Apathetic Club? Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is they're currently on a tour. Mm-hmm. They're on a tour that is, it, it's an international tour. Mm-hmm. They're selling out everywhere. They're still playing in arenas and stadiums. Mm-hmm. You don't, it, a band is not irrelevant when they're in 2021, mm-hmm. right? Not so long ago, mm-hmm. right after COVID, they went on tour with uh, Fallout Boy, mm-hmm. and they were they were averaging thirty three thousand people a night, right? And they were taking in over three million dollars a night, and also in twenty twenty one, it actually they were also part. I do believe they were part of that. We were young tour, yeah, like with a lot of like you know bands who are like popular with the millennial yeah. crowd and everything, yeah. And, but but yeah. the thing is that when was the last time Vanilla Ice? So when was the last time Kid Rock was the more quote unquote mm-hmm. famous of the two? When was the last Rock Kid Rock ever even seen three million thirty three thousand people at a concert? Maybe yeah. a clan rally, <laughs> but 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 check this out. No, so we talked about American Idiot, uh, but we also have to remember there actually was a project that was a massive protest against the Bush administration, and that was the Rock Against Bush. Oh yeah, and so yeah, so at the core is the idea of using music to create anti-war pro-peace sediment, and so basically it was it was more Woodstock than Woodstock '99 and all that. Right. So. Part of those bands, so now it was uh, initiated by uh, Fat Mike from the band No FX. Yeah, and so you had you know No FX, Acolyte Trio, Flogging Molly, um, well, Offspring. Yeah, right? the thing is, as a, as a punk as a punk punk pop band, mm-hmm. there the message is that always punk bands, rock bands for the most part, mm-hmm. unless they're like a Leonard Skinner or whatever, mm-hmm. they've always been anti-government. Oh yeah, especially punk bands and punk pop bands like mm-hmm. i mean the ramones the, the sex pistols the misfits they all made their fame off of being anti-establishment Hell, anti-government the, the sex pistols made songs about how much of margaret thatcher was a cunt <laughs> you know their first he goes <laughs> fucking god save the queen if you listen to the lyrics yeah. it's actually fuck that bitch yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay so um Amateur singer, I'm using the quotation fingers heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Trump, she's married to Eric Trump, so you know she's a failure. Wait, what? Yeah. She, amateur what? Amateur singer. <laughs> 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 probably sounds like, probably sounds like Jillian Hall from WWE. Remember during the Ruth of the Aggression era? She's a, she, she's a she's a she's a she's a singer like Kim, uh, Kimberly Guilfoy is a runway model. <laughs> you mean Rita Repulsa? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so she's on, you know, Fox and Fiends and uh, talking about like, you know, lashing out against Green Day and criticizing, you know, you know, that that, you know, we're not a part of a MAGA agenda and right. everything. And so she said the rocker couldn't help himself and had to get woke. So right there. Wait, had to get woke? They've been woke. Since day one, Bef- hell. Since before y'all started using that. Term. Hell, like their early albums were helping, like, prom- um, you know, uh, promote peace with, like, you know, uh, with like a LGBTQ community. Dude, they, uh, they've never hidden the fact that they, again, yeah, they're anti-establishment. Yeah, they're anti-government. Yeah, Billy Billy Joe Armstrong has always said that. Yeah. they have always been about being against 
yeah. any Republican. Right. I mean, again, they were outspoken against George Bush. Right. They were outspoken against uh, fucking Trump. Oh. It's not new. Okay. Okay. It gets worse. This fucking tone deaf moron. She says um, Armstrong's actions were not punk rock and claimed that he was controlled by the corporate agenda. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> he, they're singing against, they're protesting against the Bush administration, which you know the Bushes were a uh, corporate company, yeah. you know, corporate family. Hell, they were in bed with the Bin Ladens and all that. And they were also rocking out against Trump, who was, to you, pe- to them people, uh, you know, to the right-wingers and all that, is one of the greatest businessmen ever. Mm-hmm. So how can you rock, how can you be controlled by a corporate political agenda when you're rocking against that corporate agenda? Well, you see, because Trump is one of the people, even though he's a millionaire that owns his own corporation. Mm-hmm. See, be, it, it, it makes sense in their head. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a government stooge. You know, he's not a political figure. Mm-hmm. He was the president. Yeah. Yes, he is a yeah. political figure. You fucking moron. It gets worse. It gets worse. He's you know an outsider. Said? Yeah, it gets worse. No, he's an outsider as in like, I don't want these people in my house. Right. Get outside. Hey, hey, by the way, they're shaking their, they're, they're shaking their boots over uh, Epstein's list being revealed. Oh, yep. Yeah. Hey, you know who you won't see on that list? Jimmy Joe, Kimmel. Joe Biden. Right. Oh. <laughs> Joe, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. But uh, I've never met Epstein. But anyway, so here's another shit take from her is that she says they're just a corporate political shills just like Neil Young. Wow. Neil fucking Young. The man. <laughs> Neil Young is a corporate shill? Yeah. The same man that spoke out against Southern racism uh, when he like uh, had that diss song against um, Leonard Skinner. The same Neil Young that is basically salt of the earth. He's a Canadian Bruce Springsteen. The one, the, the one that Leonard Skinner wrote a song about just to say that he's anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but Green Day. Yeah, this is how relevant they are. Uh, they, again, they've been around for thirty over thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have fourteen studio albums, fourteen studio albums, mm-hmm. four live albums, four compilations, fifty-six music videos, forty-eight hit singles. Uh, one soundtrack. The um, no they, irrelevant. But irrelevant. That has been in twenty one. They had over again uh, over thirty three thousand uh, uh, in in uh, attendance every night in stadiums and in uh, in stadiums and arenas. When's the last time uh, Creed, who's a MAGA thing? Oh, uh, are they? When's the, yeah. <laughs> when's the last time they played a stadium or an arena? They don't play in their garage, I don't think, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they don't even listen to them in their house. Right. But yeah. no, I didn't know that uh, Creed turned heel. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they put, even in their house, somebody, like puts, I, like on, somebody needed, puts on the album and they go, turn that shit off. <laughs> like I needed another reason to hate Creed. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't like Creed? <laughs> That's all you got? <laughs> you, you're about to say, you don't like? Oh, shit, I can't remember a song. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, all I know is that he sang like this. <laughs> oh, like every fucking, like, <laughs> every fucking generic post-grunge asshole? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Eddie Eddie Vedder, I, it's Eddie Vedder's fault. Yeah. Because he made such a fame and hit off of not using vowels, yeah. then they thought they could all do it. G- and doing G- that, that her voice. Yeah. yeah. G- Ted, Vedder, Ted, Ted told his best. Yeah. Hey, hey, ha, 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 ha. Eddie Vedder was basically shared with a stroke. So, 
But anyway, but so so but, but going back to yeah. Green Day, real quick, they've sold eighty five million albums worldwide. This is an irrelevant band though. They're mm-hmm. irrelevant, mm-hmm. still playing arenas and stadiums. Has and eighty five oh God, yeah. It used right. to be they were releasing an album this year. This is like calling and not not saying they're as big as the the uh the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. but that's like saying the Rolling Stones are irrelevant. Yeah. The Rolling Stones will never be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you go into any merch store, Hot Topic, even Walmart, Target, they have you'll, Green you'll Day see, shirts. And and uh, what was it? Don't start me up on that. See, get it? Yeah. Start no, me but I'm up. saying, but they have Green Day shirts, right? And the kids today still know who they are. Well, the thing is, is that their music transcends. Yeah. Like it is very their their uh, their songs are very catchy, and it's for like, pissed off youth. Yeah, anyway. but uh, it's also they'll always be relevant. Why? Because it's always. Um, Relatable to topics that we still deal with to yep. this day, but like just real quick, uh, mm-hmm. so Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine <laughs> chimed in on Did Twitter. He now? Yep, because as you, you know, and him of all people would know uh, the feeling about having their music misunderstood by dumbass conservatives. Well, you know, he did become woke. <laughs> yeah, so nothing says woke than uh, a band that's always that's sung against, like you know, the corporations oh, controlling. The you government. remember the video I posted where they rocking out at a MAGA rally to. Uh, Bulls on parade. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the really blue, like, blue, blue Lives Matter shirt. Yeah, you you know they talking about y'all, right? Yeah. I was like, what machine do you think they were raging against? This is the same <laughs> band that when they were booked to perform on SNL, they yeah. refused to perform because Steve Forbes was hosting. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, like billionaire Steve Forbes? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Come yeah. On. Who booked that? Oh, Lauren Michaels <laughs> wanted to see the shitstorm. He goes, <laughs> That's. I think he wanted the clicks. That's oh, totally. Well, I mean, like back in 96, the views or whatever. Well, yeah, it would be clicks today. But yeah, the yeah. views. But yeah, he, but, he wanted to go. Oh, well, somebody went. Oh, shit. Well, well, let's go check this out. Well, see, that's why I always thought. Well, quick one quick thing is that um, I, I've always thought as Lorne Michaels as no different from Vince McMahon or um, Eric Bischoff. Controversy creates cash. True. So that's why you have like, you know, what's his face? Trump hosting and Steve Forbes with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. He wants to see the fire. Mm-hmm. Did but, you ever see when Bill Hader... Uh, talk shit about Laura Michaels how he likes to name drop the famous people he knows oh yeah he yeah. did that impression of like Laura Michaels name dropping serial killers so like, <laughs> yeah so I was yeah. at dinner with Marcy and Tom yeah. and we were trying to <sighs> Try yeah. to get the BTK killer BT- off death row. Yeah. And it's funny, he goes, oh, there calls the BTK killer. No, no uh, his name is has, Jeff. He has a name, okay? His name's Jeff. Right. I know him. <laughs> but, like, okay, but anyway. Cool. Right. So anyway, um, Tom Morello, so he chimed in. And this is why I love Tom Morello. Like, his wit, it's just so dry and simple, but it gets straight to the point. So it was a response to... Um, a tweet from Fox News saying that people are so sick of being preached at about uh, about politics from rock bands. Stick what you do, what you're good at. You're not a political analyst. And then Tom just says, retweets, is that so? Just like that. And th- that... Th- <laughs> what, so I love is, what I love is when, when people mm-hmm. give their opinion saying you shouldn't give your opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 okay. And these are the same people that are all about my freedoms, my freedoms, freedom of speech. Oh, which, by the way, First that, Amendment, First that, Amendment. That also reminds me so the, the irony of um, conservatives like bitching about Green Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, years ago, uh, there was this young boy in England who was in a coma. Mm-hmm. And so he was a huge Green Day fan. And so when he was in a coma, his mother um, played the American Idiot album. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And it brought him, you know, it, it awoke him. him out of the coma. Yeah. It got him out of the coma. Yep. So here's the irony of, of conservatives bashing Green Day. These are people that claim to be pro-life 
And this band saved that boy's life. They ain't pro-life for shit. Mm. No, it also reminds me of um, that. There was another. Oh, there was this kid out in the audience, mm. and uh, Billy Joe Armstrong brought him up on stage. Yeah. To play guitar with him. Oh, Just I remember that. Some random kid. And he sh- and he, and he shredded. It. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He shredded it so bad. He goes, "No, you can go ahead and keep that guitar." Mm. <laughs> goes, A fucking five thousand dollar guitar. Yeah. He goes, "You can go ahead and keep that yeah. one. I'm never using that again." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's fucking great." Well, the thing is, is that. But, Green Day has always been right. about the people. You right. know what I'm saying? Like their music has, and that's why their music has always transcended because they people find um, solace well, they, in their lyrics. Yeah, they you know? they they will call. They're trying to call them corporate shows because they play it at this big event. Mm-hmm. But it's Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Any band that says no to that is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's the biggest. Again, it's the biggest ball drop viewing of the year. Mm-hmm. Why would they put an irrelevant band there? Well also now, I would I would have understood if they would have said, oh, it was irrelevant if they would have said, ladies and gentlemen, Neil Sadaka. <laughs> I mean I know he's dead, but right. you know, or something like that. Well and that's also the thing, and that's why it cracks me up when people say that they're irrelevant because p- people who perform at the ball drop yeah. are artists who are popular of the year. Like because again, yeah. like they like to reflect on the year that was. Yeah. So they, I mean, they they look for current stars, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's again, it's not like they 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 got you know uh, Marvin Gaye. I mean, I'm Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. God rest in peace. Mm-hmm. You know, if they got somebody irrelevant from the '90s, you know, Snow, Lucky boom boom down. You ain't licking nothing, motherfucker. I don't know, man. Have you seen him in that uh, that David Silver uh, gear? <laughs> I, I prefer when when fucking Jim Carrey did it. <laughs> like it was Popeye. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say is that the the people don't understand, and they try to say that they're irrelevant. Meanwhile, you're talking about them. Mm-hmm. So how irrelevant could they be if you're currently talking? And I, it, it, they say, oh, the okay. I know Hot Topic likes to sell retro merch, mm-hmm. like, like they have Sublime shirts and shit like that. But mm-hmm. they have a Green Day. And if you see all the other amongst all the other yeah. band shirts, and you see it's all new band shirts like right. Go, like Ghost mm-hmm. and um, Young Blood mm-hmm. and all those other all those other bands, they have them up there. Mm-hmm. So with Green Day, they're not irrelevant, dude. Well, it's like Green- it, it blows my fucking mind that people th- just to defend yeah. the, the fucking shit that is MAGA. Yeah, they'll try to say that they're not. Meanwhile, they're probably got them on their playlist and bumping them in the fucking oh, totally. car. Well, you know the thing is, is that. Again, like these, like uh, magas are always talking about. Oh, the leftists are triggered. They're triggered. Yeah. They're triggered, and here they are being triggered, triggered. by a lyric, by a simple change lyric. of one word. Right. One word. All he did was change one word. Yeah, and they fucking lost their minds because mm-hmm. uh, they probably were rocking out before. Go, yeah, American idiot yeah. talking about those leftist dams, those fascist, fascist, uh, demo, those fascist, communist, irrelevant. Leftist, Socialist, Shabadoo, Boogaloo, Shrimpist, (laughs) Turbo. And then he goes, don't want to be a part of the MAGA agenda. Agenda. Wait a minute. Why'd they get all woke? Why'd they get woke? Are you fucking serious, dude? Are you saying that a punk band who's like their breakthrough hit, um, breakthrough album was called Dookie isn't wasn't woke before i'm saying you know <laughs> but no here's the thing though is that conservatives are tone deaf like literally oh, and figuratively they they never ever 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 look at the past work of um artists such as right. neil young such as green day rage against the machine they never read the lyrics they always bump to those beats it's the beats yeah. that's the thing they yeah. only listen to the beats they never listen to the words yeah well those are the same people that are rocking nirvana shirt and be like you don't know what they, they were about don't you yeah 
Yeah. No, Tom Morello said it best when uh, mm. when somebody goes when uh, that whole shit went down when they were trying to call. It, he said, "Can you please stop playing my my songs or our songs at those rallies and all mm. that?" And they're like, "Oh, here when the Rage Against the Machine became woke, when they they need to get their politics out of their music." <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, Tom, try, oh. and Tom Morello tweeted, "Please let me know which music in our catalog right. is not political, so I can have it removed." <laughs> by, and by the way, Tom Morello is a political science major. I'm saying so man. he's not like some off the. Uh, you know, off the turnip truck trying to like oh, put in his and, uh, opinion. And don't tell them that he's not white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't lose their minds. Well, his name is Morello. He Italian, right? <laughs> he Italian fellow. They think, like, white, mm. they think Italians are white. <laughs> yeah. I thought to an Italian. <laughs> that was, who did I say? Wait, oh, damn, who the fuck was that? I saw somebody said some shit about, oh, there, there was a, the new leader of in Italy, the, mm. she's some f- fascist female, mm. and she says something, and the comedian A goes, fascist in Italy? Yeah, and they go, wait, we, we call them Italians white now? <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, Italians don't consider them, every Italian I've ever met, they yeah. go, I'm Italian. Oh, you're white? No, I'm Italian. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just like people who are Jewish. Oh, I'm Jewish. You're white? No, I'm Jewish. You know, don't, don't, don't get that no, shit no, mixed no. up. No, no, no. No, no. Yes, no, my friend. Don't get it mixed up. Shlomo. It's my not- skin may be pale, but my heart is not. <laughs> oh, no. man. But anyway, mm-hmm. so Green Day, one, is not irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Two, get the fuck over it. It's a song lyric. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and real quick, before we go ahead and take a quick break, there is a song by Pink mm-hmm. that I don't know why it gets more, uh, doesn't get more attention. Mm-hmm. It's a song that she did with the Indigo Girls, and it's called uh, Dear Mr. President. I don't oh, know I never remember knew about it. this. You never heard it? No, oh, dude. Actually, in fact, I never even uh, I didn't even uh, hear about like Pink uh, collaborating with the Indigo Girls. Oh yeah, yeah, she did. Huh. She wrote a song with one of the Pink's Indigo badass, Girls. Pink's badass, by the way. Yeah, uh, and um, it was she the the no, was it the Indigo Girls? I think it was either that or Four Non Blondes. Mm. Yeah. It, oh but, shit! Talk about like deep yeah. cut. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, she she did a song with one of the, one of the two. And it was called "Dear Mr. President," and mm-hmm. it was a it was a red it was a lyrical letter to George Bush, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was great. Mm-hmm. So we we'll keep Green Day. Y'all go ahead and, and keep Vanilla Ice and and yep. Kid Rock. Indigo Girls, yeah, yeah, yeah it was Indigo Girls. Girls. Yeah, yeah. So y'all go ahead and keep them. Uh, if I never have to listen to a Vanilla Ice song again, I'm good. Okay. So oh, sh- wait, real quick. Somebody said, "Hey, remember when he had dreads?" When he Vanilla Ice came out with oh, a reggae right. album, <laughs> oh god damn! It was almost as bad as uh, Methods of Mayhem. Oh my god! Wait, wasn't Methods of Mayhem like his? Um, no, was it was Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, yeah. right? Get, get, get naked. naked! That was horrible. <laughs> Come on, baby, make it hot. That was the worst thing that happened since slavery. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost as bad as Butterfly. Right. Oh my God. You remember that? Yeah. Come, mean, my baby. Mean, come, come, my baby. Anthem? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. They might as well have wrote it for stupid. Yeah. But no, but check this out. Um, I think they need to do another Rock Against Bush type of like um, yeah. con- concert, like Rock Against Trump. Oh, like, God. can you imagine? The only thing artists- they'd be afraid of is that these uh, these crazed uh, MAGA nuts would try to mm. invade it and do yeah. something stupid, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, do something I, stupid like on yeah. January 6th? Yeah, well, like that Vegas concert. Oh, yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
in a feudal, futuristic Japanese world where eyes are big and passions deeper. An elegant yet ripped young boy finds a mech battle suit and must mate with a cute gang of robotic pirate girls to save Earth. Feel the power of the animated wind. Watch Tokyo tremble as a renegade team of barely dressed mango wildcats fight robotic creatures with only a small caliber handgun and slow motion fists of fury. Oh, the power of the wind! You whore! The anime storytelling event of the decade. Oh, and enormous breasts. Oh, no! Full Robo Hickey Hurry Mech Battle Suit in theaters now. Dear Mr. President, come take a walk with me. Let's pretend we're just two people and you're not better than me. I'd like to ask you some questions if we can speak honestly. What do you feel when you see all the homeless on the street? Who do you pray for a night before you go to sleep? And we're back. So that was the clip from Dear Mr. President, which is funny because if you listen to those lyrics, Mm -hmm. she wrote it for George Bush, but it's still relevant today. Mm -hmm. You know, talk about relevancy. Right. That song, the lyrics, if you look at it, she said Dear Mr. President, but if you look at it, it's Mm -hmm. still relevant to this day. And I love Pink. She's awesome. Dude, she's amazing. Dude, you talk about not aging? She got no, some no, Benjamin Button shit going on. No, I'm pretty sure she's a vampire, <laughs> which makes her even even hotter, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> if she couldn't get no hotter. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? When I first mm-hmm. saw her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in the day, there she goes, looking I remember beautiful. that. Yeah. I, she was ambiguously racist. Uh, racial. Ambiguously <laughs> <laughs> racist. It's ambiguously racist duo. Ethnically yeah. ambiguous, I like to say. Ethnically yeah. ambiguous. Because yeah. she had the pink hair and she mm-hmm. like, and she looked kind of like, she dressed kind of like uh, hip hop street. And I'm like, is she light skinned black? Or is I, she white girl? I knew I knew she was a white girl. Um, it's just you know, she's like Tina Marie though. Yeah, she actually she is like the millennium Tina Marie. Yeah, you know, because you, know, you hear Tina Marie and be like, yeah. oh, that's a black girl. Oh wait, no, it's not. Yep. <laughs> Rest in peace to the Ivory Queen. Yeah, but yeah, but no, Ivory I, Queen. Yeah, but no, I remember um, first seeing her on a TRL, and yeah. there she in that her debut single and everything. Yeah. I was like, damn, it, it was pitiful, she, right? What's up? There she go. Yep, looking pitiful. Yeah, dude. After that, okay. Mm. That that video that she had, like, it was kind of dissing on Britney mm-hmm. because when she's like, "I'm not Britney," you know, I ain't pretty like them. Yeah, she said that her first, I think, album or two, mm-hmm. she had to kiss ass to the, and she even said it like she dissed them in the song Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. She had to kiss ass and do what they wanted her to record, mm-hmm. be, even though it was pop, poppy, bubblegum bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then not until I think her third album, she became really. Pink, the pinks yeah. that she wanted to be. I think, uh, like, uh, what was it? Was it Try This? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she, yeah, when she started doing, like, more soulful music mm-hmm. and more, like, kind of contemporary, almost folky type shit, mm-hmm. 
that's when she became like who she really wanted to be. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She still does her pop shit, but it's like hardcore pop shit. Well, I mean, like she always had like this badass persona about her. Oh, yeah. It was like, don't fuck with oh, her. She's edgy as like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, and not, and not, not, try not, hard. not try hard edgy, but like no. it comes natural and everything. Yeah, dude. I but mean, not only can she do like, you know, she's, uh, she's versatile because she's a great storyteller. Yeah. You know, with uh, what was it that one song called? Like Family Values, yeah. I think it was called. Yeah. But then she'll make white girl wasted music. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, oh. Coming out with a, that one. Uh, and yeah. what was it? Uh, so. Uh, so, so raise your glass. Yeah, so raise your, raise your, your glass. glass and yeah, no, well, yeah. I'm a rock star. I got my mom. Yeah. You, you want to talk about like, you know, woo girl anthems. Yes. Those are it. Yeah, but the thing is that she owns it though, and yeah. but she could turn around and write a fucking love song like that one song she did with the dude from uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, the ones that had that song about the going to the bath. Oh, tonight, mm-hmm. tonight. She did a we, song with that dude. Wait, uh, she did a song with that dude. It was um, uh, just give me a reason, just a little bit. Yep. And no, I remember that she did that dude, one song, and that, that's a fucking love yeah. song, you know. So she could kill it at anything she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's actually done some rock songs too. Mm-hmm. Now, her husband, uh, when, when I found out who her husband was, Carrie Hart, I'm like, no, shit. Well, the uh, was he a BMX no, or he was a motocross? Motocross, he yeah. was the very first one to do a backflip on a, on a yeah. motocross bike called mm-hmm. it the Heart Attack. Are they still married? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right they split up for a little while. Yeah, that's what I was because, wondering about. Because he was a uh, his philandering ways. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, he uh, he kept sticking his dick everywhere. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> that. That's uh, philandering. That's white talk for he can't keep, keep it in. That's rich white people talk for, <laughs> for he, li- he like to get his dick wet. <laughs> Why does philanderer sound like he's a businessman? <laughs> like a philanderer. No, that's philanthropist. I know, but like those two words like always yeah. conflate. Dude. He's, a, he's a philanderer. Oh, oh, he like to get his dick wet. wet. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, we like to church it up around here. Right. But yeah. Here the minorities report, we like to maintain a politically correct environment. But speaking of churching it up. Uh, wait, no, you mean spilling the tea oh yeah so there was much tea to be spilt yep and so we're gonna talk about uh cat williams money ak money mike from the friday after next ak a pimp named slickback from the boondocks (laughs) yep you have to say the whole thing a a pimp named slickback the little gimp pimp yeah, because he's a little, he a little yeah. dude. But honestly, I, lo- I love that of the Boondocks. Yeah. He goes, he goes, it's a, a pimp named Slipback. Well, Mr. Slipback. No, but that's what I just said. You have to yeah. say the whole thing. No, no, you got to say the whole thing. thing. No, nah, nigga, are you deaf? It's a pimp <laughs> named Slipback. <laughs> but anyway, but no, like, um, I, uh, Cat Williams, like one yeah. of the, you know, one of the best comedians of our generation. Honestly, yeah. of all time, I think. Everything, everything. <laughs> um, iconic uh, comedian. So he was on the um, Club Shay Shay, yeah. uh, which is Shannon Sharp's um, interview right. show. Before you before you go into it, there was there. I want to tell. I want to. My favorite Cat Williams joke. There's two of them. Where the one where he says about um, he, he says about women. You know, women talk about they want a real man. Mm. He goes, you wear high heels to make you taller, mm. get your tits done, to make them bigger. You put makeup on to make you look different. <laughs> Bitch, you'll be real. It's like and that one. And the one where he goes, yeah, you. He goes, black people, you need a white friend. Mm-hmm. He goes, you need a white friend because you call a white friend up at three o'clock in the morning. He goes, you can call a stranger, a white person at three o'clock in the morning. And be like, hello? No, I'm sorry. There's no Shantae here. <laughs> he goes, well, what number did you dial? Oh, no, it's a three, not a seven. <laughs> Well, give it tr- give it a try. If it's wrong, give us a call back. We'll help you out. <laughs> He's like, you need a white friend. <laughs> so yeah, so he was on um, Shannon Sharp's uh, interview show, Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay. So yeah. is this on ESPN? No, uh, he left uh, ESPN, Fox, and everything. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. So this is Shannon, not Sterling. 
No. Oh, okay. uh, what was it called? Yeah. So, AK like undisputed with right, Skip right. and Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. well, because because Shan- uh, Sterling was his brother, his older brother. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, this is Shannon. Right, right. So anyway, okay. um, so he had a uh, Cat Williams on, and they discussed everything under the sun from his um his start in comedy, right? His process, um, his like you know legal troubles, like everything was on the table, like. You know, nothing was held back. Right. No, he was a transparent dude. Now, this Basically, premise of this show is like it, it gives a platform to black entertainers that normally wouldn't have. Oh yeah, a, a platform to, well, yeah. to speak their well, truth. Well, yeah, on. because like with Shannon's show, basically, you know, he has a lot of like you know black artists on there from like right. the world of music, uh, you know, movies, television, or just like you know social media. Right. And it's just like how. Um, Kevin Hart with this show, Heart to Heart. Right. You know. Well, from, from what I've seen too, that he gives he gives people time. Yeah. Because like a lot of these night uh, talk shows, they have somebody on and it's like five, ten minutes the well, most. And it's also sanitized. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like with Shannon, you get the real shit right, right. from these folks. It, and it's kind of it's kind of like a, a almost an American Graham Norton, but only one guest at a time. I would say it's more like on the lines of a uh, Flip Wilson. Because really? Flip Wilson, like you know, back in the day, well, Flip, that was a variety show more than he had. Well, no, but when he had when he had guests on there, it was like very relaxed. It was mm. before Graham Norton. It was before Craig, uh, not Craig uh, Kilmore, but uh, Craig right. Ferguson. No, but, but I do yeah. like Graham Norton. The fact that they yeah. could be real, yeah, I think it helps that he liquors them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but actually, which they did. They actually were. I think they were ripping a sip on cognac during like they this were, interview. But I yeah. saw the clip where Cat goes, "No, nah, I only had a sip. You've had more to drink than me." Oh, dude, what well, can you blame Shannon? He tried, he tried to blame. Yeah, he was trying to. All right, let's go away from that. Stop oh no, talking about that. Okay, so let me tell you, like Shannon, he had to start drinking because Cat was just fucking them up. Like <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, he did not hold anything back with this interview. Shannon was almost like, "This motherfucker's gonna get me canceled." Oh yeah. <laughs> He said that you're gonna. Keep, you know, he he told him straight up, nigga, you're gonna have me like fucking like having to apologize to people and everything. You gonna have to pull a Pat McAfee. But yeah, but anyway, so um, so cause so um, we get, um, that interview got right. seventeen over seventeen million views and counting. So this ain't on TV. Is a is an internet show. It is, yeah, on YouTube. Oh, okay. So anyway, so um, so let's just. He had a fucking hit list. Like, he was like Deathstroke. He had contract kills and everything. <laughs> so he, well, the first things first, he talked about uh, Ricky Smiley, who's a comedian, <laughs> right? But who is a comedian who um, who is um, on the uh, Steve Harvey, like, you know, radio show, right. uh, Christian comedian and all that. Well, this is people that, that Shannon has had on the show before. I think. Right. That's what it kind of came off as. Right, right. And so now Ricky Smiley is best known for being the Santa Claus uh, burglar in Friday After Next. Oh, God. And so Cat People put, watch that movie? Yeah. Oh. But Cat put him on blast because mm. Ricky Smiley has lied about being offered the role of Money Mike, which is the role that Cat made famous. The pimp. Yeah. And so, yeah, Pat, um, Kat said, like, you know, he straight up lied, saying that I was auditioned uh, number 201. 200 black comedians auditioned for the role of Money Mike with me. You're saying that all 201 of us was auditioning, and you already had the role, and already shot the role in four days. See, that's where he put him on blast, because the whole timeline did not make sense when right. Ricky Smiley was saying, like, oh, I was offered that um, before uh, Cat Williams. Right. What he said was that, 
he was offered the pimp role mm-hmm. and Cat Williams was, was offered supposed to be the Santa, Santa Claus. Claus role. He goes, how are you going to get a five foot four, 110 mm-hmm. pound Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and well, they already had the costume made. Right. And they also, and um, uh, my, uh, Cat also, mm-hmm. you know, worked with Cube, Ice Cube and the directors mm-hmm. on how to craft the character of Money Mike. All of those lines that Money Mike says was Pierre Williams. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that because it, it, it's it's like straight up out of his stand-up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you also see that with a pimp named Slickback. Right. But also, um, he and, and this gave me real good props uh, for Cat Williams. Like, I've always re- loved him, but this made me love him even more, was that he talked to filmmakers out of, like, going with like, the rape scene. Yeah. Um, so in so in Friday After Next, there's a scene. Because he said rape ain't never funny. Yeah. So um, Friday After Next, um, there's a scene where Terry Crews' character assaults uh, Cat Williams' character. Because Terry Crews, he played a, an ex-con oh, just out Christ. of uh, prison and everything. And originally, he was going to rape uh, Cat Williams. Mm. Just full-on rape. And Cat was against that because rape is not funny. No matter what never. the context is, yeah. it's never, ever funny. So he thought of an alternative, and that's for him to fight back, do self-defense. And that when he got those pliers mm-hmm. and put them on to fucking uh, Terry Crews' nuts. Which, by the way, uh. when I watch, when I watch that, that scene, I get secondhand pains. Yeah. I feel like those things Anybody are Anybody should, yeah. man. Yeah. So, know. yeah. So, so big ups for Cat Williams for, um, for that. Because, yeah. like... But- Rape is never, it's off limits when it comes Agreed. to comedy. And in yeah. hindsight, it mm-hmm. was actually the best thing that could have happened to him because remember what happened to Terry Crews after that. He got sexually assaulted. Yeah, so the so, irony of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that in hindsight, Terry Crews is like, yeah, good thing and we didn't go with And that. let's face yeah. it, like, Money Mike was like the most memorable part of Friday After Next. Dude, I, I don't really even remember Friday after. I just remember you remember him. Money Mike though. I remember the, the yeah, yeah. him playing the pimp and yeah, then yeah, being yeah. outside like the grocery store or something. Yeah. But that's it. I don't, that movie. Oh. But yeah, well, but you know why I don't like that movie? Well, no, straight up, same thing. I don't like it. But the but Money Mike was like the best part of that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so here's the cr- even crazier shit. So after uh, Friday After Next, William mm-hmm. uh, Cat had a clause added to his contract stating that he would only he would work with Smiley only if he wore dress and roles. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I remember uh, he said that on and, the interview. And, and yeah. guess what happened? Next movie, first Sunday, Ricky Smiley. Marina Dress. Yep. Because to quote Kim, well, paraphrasing his quote on the interview, mm-hmm. he said that Tyler Perry and what, that Smiley, yeah. he goes, they ain't never been able to play a man. Yeah. He goes, the only good parts, they play a woman. Yep. <laughs> and also, he t- he uh, ta- he uh, dwelled in on that on yeah. because um, Hollywood, for some reasons, always wants to see brothers in dresses. Yeah, well, you know, Larry Johnson... Um, uh, you know, Grandmama, Gra- um, Martin Lawrence, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. Brandon T. Jackson. Frank Wilson. Flip Wilson. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Dwayne's. The Wayne's brothers. Yep. Uh, but in, you know what? Brandon T. Jackson, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, he, so he played Martin Lawrence's son in the you third. You Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was Wanda. No, no, I remember yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, so Brandon P- T. Jackson played um, Martin Lawrence's son in the third Big Mama's House movie. Right. And, you know, he wore the dress because the story was yep. they both go into a. They go into un- Undercover. Yeah. And so he actually um, asked. Uh, Cat Williams' advice on that. Like, should he do it? Cat Williams said, no, don't do it because this is what Hollywood does. They always not only emasculate black men, but they use women as a punchline. Like, saying like, oh, he's dressed as a, as a woman. Laugh at him. Like, why is that funny? Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, years later, Brendan T. Jackson has said on record that he regrets taking that role. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, not only was it humiliating for him, but like also very sexist. 
Yeah. You know? So it wasn't a very good movie. Either. No, no, I not don't at even all. like the first Big Mama's well, House. I'll be honest. With you. Well, honestly, well, Cat Williams said it best. Why did you make need to make a second and third movie? Like all you needed was the first one, and that was it. Yep. You know, you're just beating the joke to well, death. It's because once Hollywood sees that they make money off of something, yeah, they'll keep beating it to death. But there's certain movies, i.e., John Wick, mm-hmm. uh, that you can continue a story. Well, that's because they Big built Mama, a universe, right? But yeah. Big Mama's House is like, okay, you put them in dress, cool. And yeah. Now you're gonna just put them in a dress again. Yeah. I mean, don't make no damn we, we, sense. We already saw it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're gonna beat the same jokes to death. Same with the, with Nutty Professor. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dude. The first Nutty Professor, mm-hmm. hilarious, especially that scene he did with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Was, and, and everybody remembers Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, but do Part you remember two? anything from Fuck. number two? No, not only a thing damn you remember thing. was when uh, what's his face, Larry Miller got raped by the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, but yeah, so next on his hit list was uh, Cedric the Entertainer. So he called out Cedric the Entertainer for stealing material from back him. in the nineties, yeah. and because um, he had this joke that because they they knew each other because they performed on BET's Comic View. So BET Top Comic View was like one of like the largest um, uh, platforms for black comedians next to Def Comedy Jam. Right. And so it's, it was kind of like the more mainstream, I guess, Comedy Jam, Def Comedy Jam. No, nah, Def Comedy Jam was more mainstream because it was on HBO. Right. BET was more of a niche audience. Mm. Black people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so he said he had a joke that he did on Comic View. And so he said that uh, Cedric comes to the comedy store and watches him in the audience. G- comes backstage, gives him his pl- flowers and everything. And two years later, Cedric the Entertainer is doing that last joke on the Kings of Comedy uh, movie. Wow. And he's doing it verbatim. And he changed the, uh, because the punchline, well, the, the crux of the joke was a car to a spaceship. So he basically did what Carlos Mencia did with the Bill Cosby joke about the football, yeah. the sun, and everything. Yeah. And so, oh, and he goes, uh, he goes, he even goes even more ham on the nickname Cedric the Entertainer. He says like, you have this dude that calls himself Cedric the Entertainer, but he can't sing, he can't dance, he can't act. I, I, so why the I, fuck are you that, calling him an entertainer? That was hilarious. He goes, he goes, this motherfucker supposed to sing. Yeah. He's supposed to dance. He's supposed to make jokes. He goes, motherfucker doesn't do any of that. So that was an <laughs> aha moment because I look back and I'm like, you know what? He's kind of right. Why did he call himself the entertainer? Well, because like I look back, okay, he sang, but it was joke singing. Because right. like on the Steve Harvey show, he sang with Steve Harvey as part of like the High Tops, right. that old band. But you could tell you couldn't take him seriously. Like he was like a parody of like a funk voice bands. to men, or yeah, or like more like the the Temptations right. and like the okay. Isley Brothers and all yeah. that. But also, um, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. after watching him saying that. Mm-hmm. I can think back and go, yeah, I never really found Cedric the Entertainer funny. Yeah. Yeah, I told you what my thoughts are on some certain comedians like like D.L. Hughley. I don't think yeah, he's yeah. funny at all. See, well, I think Cedric is funny with other people's material. Like, I mean, his stuff, okay, his his act on, um, on uh, what's it called? The Kings of Comedy was funny to me right. and everything, but now it's solely knowing that he stole one of uh, Kat's jokes. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but... Oh man, he even lit him up saying like he only has four specials and they're not even anywhere. You can't even see them on Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> he goes, they, Tubi. Ain't, he goes, they ain't on Netflix and they ain't on Tubi. And that was a harsh burn. And no, dude, that was a harsh burn because Tubi, I always refer to it yeah. as like if Walmart's $5 DVD bin had its own streaming service. Bro, I got a movie on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't that one yes. where we went to the yes, premiere? It yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Tubi. <laughs> I got dude. it. He goes, Cedric ain't got one, but I got one. <laughs> you got one up on Cedric the Entertainer. Damn right. <laughs> and I can sing. <laughs> la, 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 la. 
Anyway, so, but no, but no, fucking Tubi. It has movies where I swear to God, one of the lines was this one drama. This guy says, "You know where I've been? I've been fucking. I've been fucking hella bitches." <laughs> Put it this way, it, they, you know the what they call what do they call them? Mockbusters. Yeah, that, that's what Tubi is. The, the mockbusters. Yeah, the you Extendables know, he goes, or something. He goes, the, you know how they have Pacific Rim? Yeah, we have Atlantic Rim. You have RoboCop. They have Android Cop. <laughs> they have snakes on a plane. They have snakes on a train. Yeah. We're not we're not lying, folks. These <laughs> these exist. No, they're iguanas on a train. No, no, no. Literally, oh, what, snakes on a train. Stop it. I, I, I shit you not. Oh, guess who? Guess who stars in Atlantic Rim? Uh, Richard Grieco. <laughs> no. Uh, You're never gonna guess uh, in a Stephen million Dorf. years. Tretch. From Money by Nature. <laughs> <laughs> It stars Tretch. So Tubi is like Branson, Missouri streaming service too. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it was like, it's whatever like happened? To- oh, he was in there? That, but no, no. Like but Richard R- but Richard Grieco did play Loki. Yeah, in a Thor movie. <laughs> yeah. But no. So, but yeah. So now that we talk about Cedric, we have to talk about his boy, um, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. He lit up Steve Harvey as well. So he said um, Steve Harvey stole um, ideas from Mark Curry. Uh, yeah. Mark Curry is like one of like the most underrated Mr. comedians. Cooper. Yeah, Mr. Cooper. Hang up Mr. Cooper. Yeah. One of the most underrated comedians of all time. All time, dude. He can yeah. work clean, yeah. but still be funny. I loved his joke about the reason why women are uh, go to the uh, go to the bathroom as a group is to help them help each other out of those like those tight pants and everything. And he also had this uh, one bit about why um, runway models have that resting bitch face. It's because right. they're hungry. So, <laughs> if you, so if you throw if you throw a cookie onto the runway, they'll uh, they'll, they'll, they'll die do, for it. Do, no, no, they'll do their walk. Simply pick it up, start eating, and then continue to walk. But no, she, she ain't mad. She hungry. Right, exactly. But no, no, he worked clean, like like Sinbad and everything. But he was yeah. still funny. But yeah, he had this um, Hang of Mr. Cooper, one of the yeah. best sitcoms of all that time. Was great. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was the one that uh, it blew up. Well, not blew up. I guess she she was already blown up. Holly Robinson. Yeah, because she was on, she became Holly Robinson Pete. Pete yeah, because yeah. she was on uh, Twenty One Jump Street yeah. before, and then she joined on there. And then Don Lewis from In Vogue right. was on there. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the black threes company yeah. and then they retold it to like more of a family show because that's when raven simone yeah uh, joins like in. his adopted daughter or something like uh that? i no, um like kind of like his niece because her mom was his cousin gotcha yeah and they moved in and everything so anyway so yeah so um the premise to mr cooper was that he was a former ba- uh, basketball player who right. had to retire because of an injury and then he takes a job as a um, basketball coach for the girls basketball right. team and then he becomes you know um, head basketball coach for the boys team. Yeah. Then I remember it was on for a minute. It was back when uh, yeah the before TGIF the C- before the CW. No, was it on ABC? It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was about to mention this, but so back in the nineties, each network had like their designated brother. Uh, ABC had Mark Curry. NBC had Will Smith. Right. Fox had Martin. CBS had nobody because they didn't have black programming. Other than- because, well, dude, the last time I saw a black show on CBS was the Jeffersons. Yeah, and I was like, oh uh, no, um, Cosby. Not the Cosby Show, but Cosby. Right, right, right. Cosby. Well, which a yeah. lot of people thought was like a sequel to the Cosby Show because it wasn't. It, it, it was. Rashad was on it. Yeah, but so that played his wife again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the other one was well, uh, W. Before it was CW. It was the WB. Was WB and UPN. Yeah. UPN did have a, a what's that dude's name? Come on, the skinny uh, comedian guy. He did a couple of shows on there. 
Well, UPN yeah. had a lot of like um, black shows on yeah, there. They, they had, had Moesha. Cool they had the one with L. Cool J. Oh, oh, In the House. Well, In the House started on NBC. Yeah. But then they switched it over yeah. to UPN. They goes, oh, <laughs> they used to call it the Urban People's Network. UPN. I, no, I used to call it like Underpaid Negroes <laughs> <laughs> Network. No, but they, they, yeah. back, back East, they used to call it the, was it the. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was true though, because like yeah. a lot of those, they had a lot of black shows. Urban but they People's were, Network. But they would pay them so little. But who was that dude? The, the He was, he was it on. Was a, Bill Bellamy, De- was it? No, it was on Def Jam. He was on Def Jam, mm-hmm. and then he got his own show where he was raising his daughter by himself. He was a single oh, father. Um, one on one, yeah. With Flex Anderson, Flex. That yeah. was it. Flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was funny. He was. It well, was a good where show. Where did yeah. he go? Uh, he's still. I think he's still doing comedy and everything. But yeah. So anyway. So yeah. So Steve Harvey sold ideas from Mark Curry's show to create um, the Steve Harvey Show. And if you look at Hang With Mr. Cooper and the Steve Harvey show, there are a lot of parallels. There are a lot of similar stories. But yeah, yeah of course, the premise is that he has like his um, his family and all that Steve Harvey on the show. Uh, what I well, f- no, actually, Steve Harvey is more of like a bachelor. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I was well, you're thinking, thinking of Mr., uh, uh, Mark Curry. Yeah, yeah. No, not Mark Curry. It was uh, Robert Townsend. Oh, the Parenthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Parenthood. And we have Phase on Love on there. Which yeah, yeah. He also hits on Phase on he, Love. Oh my God, he hits on Phase on Love because, well, honestly, it's fair because Phase on Love is a fucking hater. Yeah, like I love Phase on Love, like Big Worm all day, but he's always on like interviewed being be on DJ Vlad talking shit yeah. about everyone. I, I love so. where he Cat Williams goes. I have twelve specials on Netflix. Mm. Phase on Love has zero. Yep. <laughs> and he goes, because he quoted Phase on Love saying that anybody can get a Netflix special. Yeah. He goes, I have 12. He has zero. Yep. It's like, so I guess just not anybody. Right? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, but he also talks about, oh, damn. Like he even said like, oh, uh, Steve Harvey even ripped off uh, uh, Mark Curry's fade. And he said, that, uh, "Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey's fate is uh, is just a wig wow. and everything." No. Oh no, it's no holes barred because yeah. he also said um, he also said that Steve Harvey once said that I don't want to be a movie star, and he said this is the same Negro that hated on Bernie with the same thing. That's what I mean. Oh yeah, he he defended Bernie. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. dude, you cannot yeah. trash well, Bernie well, Mac. The dude that, was the Godfather. Yeah, he he yeah. said that he tried to go in and try to steal the Bernie Mac show. Yeah. Like from Bernie, yeah. Like, but when they were, I guess, when they were developing it, yeah, yeah. he tried to. Steve Harvey tried to go in and take it, mm-hmm. like for him. Oh yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, no and way, dude, dude, you cannot do that to fucking Bernie. Nope. Bernie yeah. would whoop your ass, yeah. man. But no, like, uh, dude, what the fuck out here trying to take me? Right. But dude, <laughs> like, like I said, like yeah. fucking, like he roasted with, everybody. Oh, he did, and this roast was the best. He Even said, Kevin Hart. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll get to that in a minute. But he said, like, this is the same Negro that hated on Bernie with the same thing. He said he he said that Harvey could not be a movie star. There are three thousand new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asked for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good <laughs> looking like Mr. Potato Head. They ain't none. You have to. Range, yeah, but yeah, but no. Going to um to Kevin Hart. Now that you mentioned him, he he uh called out Hart for being an industry plant, mainly because of like how fast his rise to success was. Right, because he said that uh, Kevin Hart had a TV show. I think it was called the um, Meet the Andersons or something. First but- time I saw Kevin Hart was. Uh- 40 soul year old plane. virgin. Oh, I thought it was Soul Plane. No, uh, 40 year old virgin. I didn't watch that movie. Yeah. But no, no. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Kevin Hart did have a TV show. I also like starring with uh, Phase on Love, uh, uh, coincidentally. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Just um, Phase on Love is when you want to cast a fat best friend. Yeah. Or, or a uh, mean security guard. 
Because that's all I've ever seen him play, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just watched an episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah. And he plays, like, a rep for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's all pissed off. See, that's why I was shocked to see him in Elf, because Elf is one of the whitest movies on Earth, and then you have Big Worm in there. Right, but he played a pissed-off security guard. Well, no, he was a pissed-off manager. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, but, oh, The Big, big House. Big Worm. <laughs> yeah, The Big House. So, he had a hit. He had a sitcom. It only lasted, like, six episodes on NBC, so a major sitcom. And he's starring in a movie, Soul Plane. The Big House? The Big House. Wow, like prison? No, no. It, it was a reverse uh, Fresh Prince. He was from an affluent family. Yeah. But then he has to go live with his um, relatives. In, like, I think, so like, this relatively unknown comedian gets his own sitcom. Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, and they expected it to be successful. Nobody ever heard of him before. Mm-hmm. See? Um, see? See? He's I making sense you. now. I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. You. So, yeah. So he's saying, like, from the bat, he was an industry plant. You yeah, know? that's like that's like you know having a sitcom going, meet meet the folks starring that motherfucker from up the block. Well, it's just like <laughs> in uh in wrestling. Yeah, remember when the when the Rock when he debuted, he they pushed mean, him into the moon. Rocky, Rocky Maivia, they give him the IC title like yep. in his first year. Yep, and yeah. he got booed. Yep, yo Rocky sucks. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. die Rocky die. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yo, before that he was Flex Cavana. Oh, in the Alabama, what was it called? Memphis. Memphis, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Deep South Wrestling, I think yeah. it was, or some shit. But, but anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so. But yeah, he, he ripped into Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, he said that Kevin Hart, anytime Cat Williams goes into a building, Kevin mm-hmm. Hart leaves. Yeah. He's like, damn, <laughs> that's some Honestly, shit. Can you, can you blame Kevin Hart? Yeah. I don't want the smoke from Cat Williams. No, 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 no. And he also uh, goes off on uh, Michael Blackson. So uh, Michael Blackson is mm-hmm. a um, uh, Ghana African uh, comedian. And he he's also in next Friday. Um, he says I can't get jiggy with this shit. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Michael Blackson has a good career and everything. Um, but he so basically he's kind of like a Carlos Mencia, where he takes his real life like um or in Mencia's case, fabricated um, nationality. And amps it up to 11, basically right. becoming a cartoon. And so um, Kat said to Michael Blackson, you got to do, you know, good for the, uh, you know, for your um, for your country, your right. home country, you know, build some schools and all that and stop leaning too much into like the stereotypical African dialect. You know, you could be an African comedian, but don't be like the white man's version of what an African don't, should look don't, like. Don't be like trading places. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ganon, Liberian actor, um, Michael Blackson. He's Libyan? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Or, uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Liberia. Liberia. Liberia, sorry. Yeah, he African. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he's super His dark. mama say he African? I mean, like, his stage name is Michael Blackson, so it doesn't get any blacker than that. He is yeah. Michael Blackson. Yep. <laughs> but no, but he, um, yeah, he goes off on Michael Blackson, and he also says, like, how ungrateful he is, because um, Michael Blackson talks shit about Cat Williams. Like, because Cat Williams has always been about helping the new generation. Like, right. he's a, um, what do you call it? Uh, like, the workers that are in wrestling. No, no, I got it. He's he's like a journeyman. He's yeah, like, that's it. That's the yeah, term I was looking he's for. Like he's like a mentor a, type. He's a mentor yeah. type. And, like, um, and it's true, because, like, I remember this one comedian uh, he first started and um, he said Cat Williams approached him and says, you are great. Um, here's some money to like help you because he was like, you know, in a one bedroom apartment and all that. The whole classic, you know, struggling artist. Right, thing. right, right. Yeah. Trying and to then, give a brother a hand up. Yep. And then he um, invited him to tour with him as well. Mm. Like Cat said, like, you know, he had he's had like 46 comedians tour with him. That's and everything. see, that's some shit like that. Like when you equate it to wrestling, mm-hmm. that'd be like when um, 
when I was coming up mm-hmm. and Homicide would take me with him sometimes to be his opponent yeah. at shows. Mm-hmm. Like they'd invite him to shows and he'd bring me to be his opponent. Like that's a, that's that's a, Oh yeah. So you know how like big that is. Yeah, it's huge, oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. And like, you know, um Cat, oh, another thing that I liked about the interview was like when mm-hmm. he talked about his process. Um, he said he looked at all sorts of comedy, not just black comedy, but he looked at why Monty Python's funny, why the blue collar comedy guys tore funny, which he toured with. He toured with Jeff Foxworthy no shit. and Larry the Cable Guy when he was Dan Whitney. I don't see that. <laughs> no, he, he was a th- the odd one out, you know. Yeah. But but yeah. So um, oh, he also like teared into Earthquake a little. He said that Earthquake's not a star because he's illiterate. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he straight up called Earthquake illiterate. Which now that I look back, I'm Wait, like, that's that beef. Yeah. Back, uh, that big fat black dude that looked like he ain't got no teeth. Uh, they talk black dick. That he was like in Better Call Saul. No, no, that's uh, Lavelle Craw- Crawford. Oh, okay. The one that his head looks like a Hershey kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got sausage on the back of his neck. Yeah, well, yeah. well, Earthquake, you know, he's a veteran comedian. He's like an old OG. Um, gotcha. He was all- I think I see him too. He wears some oversized suits. Yeah, like yeah. Steve Harvey. He, he was in Clerks too. He was, he played Wanda Sykes' husband, mm-hmm. where they're in the movies. And yeah, yeah, she's yeah. about to whoop uh, oh, Randall's ass, okay, and yeah, then he yeah, pulls yeah. her back. Like, yeah. remember, you saved. You, you know, you can't cuss now. Remember what the judge said. Remember what the judge said. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he called him straight up illiterate. <laughs> what the? <laughs> f- <laughs> but he yeah. can't read scripts. They have to feed him his lines. Yeah, man. But oh, and oh, so he he also calls out um, Diddy uh, and really? Harvey Weinstein. Oh, wow. let me tell you. So Diddy invited him to uh, several several times. He invited him to parties. Right. However, Kat didn't want to fuck with them because he knew about the allegations. Like, because you know how like Diddy is under fire for the sexual allegations, sexual assault, and all that with with Cassie and them. So, Kat knew from the get go. He right. knew before all of us did, and he did not want to associate with him. Oh, and he had this one story about uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein offered to blow Cat Williams right in front of his people. Wait, what? Yeah, like. Straight up, right. go down on it. Yeah, he wanted to go down on Money Mike. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 okay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> needless to say, Kat said no. Hmm. But see, the thing is, is that, and this comes into like the public image of Cat Williams, because Cat Williams, he's had like legal trouble. He's had a lot of legal trouble and everything. But they always gaslight him, um, the public saying that, oh, he's on drugs. He's never taken a drug in his entire life. And, you know, he's had legal trouble, but that was all on him. And he also t- um, touched a little on Kanye West, saying that a lot of people are looking at Kanye West as, like, as entertainment. Like, seeing his downfall as entertainment. It's not like, you know, um, it's a it's a mental health thing with him. Right. And so Cat, William- so Cat like, you know, basically tells... Basically, the whole interview is Cat telling about the dark side of Hollywood, about how a lot of these cliques run and can just damage your uh, right. your reputation. Because a lot of people black um, blackballed Cat Williams because, and they keep telling the people like, "Oh, he's unreliable. He won't show up on time and everything." Cat said that was all bullshit. See, I, I think there. I think it, it, the issue is mm-hmm. that a lot of people think that uh, minorities. And well, especially black entertainers help mm-hmm. each other out and bring each other up, which yeah. is not no, 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 so no, no. Like a uh, black entertainers yeah. and all that, they're They'll just cut each a, other's throat. Yeah, just like how 
white entertainers do. Well, and because there's less slots yeah. to be that black guy. Mm-hmm. So they'll cut you they'll cut your throat so they can be that black guy. And and Cat didn't want to do that. He right. did not want to sacrifice his integrity just so he could be another you know, Kevin Hart, oh, an, no doubt. An, yeah. an, another, uh, you know, Steve Harvey and everything. Yep. Cause knows like all the people that he uh, roasted, mm-hmm. they did sell a part of the soul to be as big as they are right now. Uh, and, and, um, Oh, he also talked about Taraj P Henson. Cause Taraj, she recently made headlines cause she was talking about how massive the, the pay gap is when it comes to not only just like, um, actors and actresses, right. but black actresses. You know, and he and and Kat uh, supported her saying like, you know, she is right. And he also compared it to how the country uh, treats teachers. Right. I mean, imagine imagine actresses, period, Mm -hmm. get paid less Mm -hmm. uh, for movie roles. Imagine what and black actors get paid less than white actors do. Imagine what black female actresses get paid. Mm -hmm. They, They probably just like, well, I remember Swordfish. I remember hearing Halle about Berry. Swordfish. Yeah. Halle Berry was only getting $500,000 to make that movie. Yeah. Until she agreed to show her titties for yeah. $500,000. Yeah. So they get, the only reason she got paid a million dollars for that movie mm-hmm. was because she showed her titties. Well, you know what? And that was a power move from her. Yeah. Because the thing is, she knew what the game was. Oh, yeah. She knew that they hired her because they she won an Oscar. She won an Oscar yeah. and they wanted to treat her as a piece of ass. Yep. And she was like, all right, I'm going to run with it. I'm going to take any penny I can get out of you motherfuckers. You want to see my titties? You're yeah. going to pay to see and my titties. And guess what? It became a number one movie. Yep. Why? Because a lot of people wanted to see her titties. And it because <laughs> of fun, it, 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 it wasn't because of John Travolta's fucking soul patch looking like a Matrix villain. <laughs> and his fucking wig. Right? <laughs> that was like a, a fucking travesty. <laughs> He's trying to be all smooth and slick. I was like, motherfucker, you look like you could be on Creed. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> but yeah. But no, like, um, but his, yeah. But his the, Santa Claus commercial was slick, though. That was funny, yeah. yeah. That was was it, wasn't that with uh, Zach Braff and... Um, no, no, his Santa Claus commercial, the one they played this year, he was doing a Saturday Night Fever, t- uh, Tony Walk, but yeah. dressed as Santa Claus. But I could have sworn that Faison, uh, Donald Faison and Zach Braff were part of that. Oh, in the commercial? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see them in there. Yeah, yeah, I know he's... Yeah. But no, but no. Um, it's something like that, the song goes. Right, but... um. I think he also tapped, uh, talked about Ludacris a little, about being in the Illuminati and all that. But basically, uh, Cat Williams just unleashed hellfire on the industry, and rightfully so, because you can call Cat Williams a lot of things. You can call right. him a junkie, you can call him crazy, you can call him all that, but you can never call him a liar. Like, the dude has been um, on the 100 since day one, and that's what Hollywood hates. They hate someone who keeps it real. Keeps it real, and mm-hmm. he don't kiss ass. Exactly, he's still successful somehow. Oh, totally. Because he's you know what the great thing about it is his success is that right. he's successful on his own terms. Yeah. It, okay, he's not in a lot of movies. No, but he's still kicking ass in his art form, which is stand up well, comedy. He's not. He's not in a lot of movies, but mm-hmm. the movies that he has been in, you remember him. Right. You remember his part. Mm-hmm. You don't ever. You like. You don't ever see him in a role mm-hmm. and not remember who he played in that movie. Right. You know, see, that's what I mean by that. Absolutely. And so like this interview, like it was a hell of a way to kick off 2014. I mean, oh, yeah. 2024. Yo, and speaking of Harvey Weinstein that you spoke on that. Yeah. They were just released and we'll wrap up with this mm-hmm. real quick. They just released or they're going to release. They had, they had to halt it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epstein's list. 
the famous Epstein's list that everybody's been dying and wanting to, to read and uh, how people have been throwing back and forth. Oh, you know, this person's going to be on it. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And the people defending Trump. Trump's not going to be on there. He never, he only was with Weinstein in public and he threw him out of Mar-a-Lago. I'm like, y'all full of shit. Okay, so yeah. So- he, he fucking, he, he fucking wish uh, Elon, whatever her name was, mm-hmm. good luck and hope for the best. Yeah. So, but speaking of that, uh, you wanted to talk about how on the Pat McAfee show, yeah, somebody went and ran their lip. Uh, what's his face, Mister Anti Vaxer? Oh, um, fucking Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Talk Fuck. about being, dude. Talk about going from the heights of fame to ir- irrelevant. He, All because he's a fucking idiot. He got he he went to go play for the Jets. Mm. One game. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <It's like, laughs> but no, this guy is such a complete fucking idiot. So recently, well, first Pat McAfee show, yeah, is is like. The broest bro show that ever broke. Well, dude, when you look at Pac McAfee. Oh, he screams bro. He is he is every bro. Like, okay, if you went to somebody, let's say you travel back in time. Let's say travel back into the Wild West. You go up to a person there and you tell them, hey, describe a bro. I know you've never heard of that term, but describe it. They're going to describe Pat McAfee. Yeah. A fucking obnoxious white guy yeah. with like a with flesh-colored beard and yep. everything. Yep, that that talks really loud at everything. Yeah, and is way over enthusiastic about every goddamn thing. He's basically Dane Cook without the groom. Yeah, if you went to him and say, "Hey, Pat, do you want a cookie?" A cookie? Of course, I want a cookie. Oh, you know what I've always hated about him like, was whenever Shinsuke Nakamura made his entrance, his yeah. dumbass would be on the um, oh, the table, the table yeah. and doing air guitar. How is it you like to call that? Yeah, pick me energy. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Man, and, sit, I was like, sit your mark ass down. In race, in wrestling, you know what we call that? A mark? No, <laughs> stealing heat. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's it's stealing heat when Mm. when somebody comes out and his let's face it, Shinsuke entrance is over. Yeah. Uh but when you do that, Mm. you're stealing his heat. It's like let people pay attention to him. Right. Don't call attention to yourself. Man, I wish that he would fucking trip on that goddamn uh announcer. (laughs) Or Michael Cole just fucking knocks him over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so um but so um I heard about McAfee being in Mm -hmm. the story and everything, like what he was trying to do like an apology of sorts or he he wanted to apologize because what happened was um, they were talking about Epstein's list mm-hmm. and he, uh, Aaron Rodgers made an off-color remark about Jimmy Kimmel being on it. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel got pissed yeah. and told him, he even put out a tweet or an ex or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and said, you know, you, you can't, paraphrasing, saying you can't talk shit like that. You're putting my family and me in danger right. and causing us trouble. Mm-hmm. He goes, because you're accusing him basically of being a pedophile. Yeah. And so he goes, cut that shit out or we're going to talk about it over in court. Mm-hmm. So Pat McAfee was told, because Jimmy Kimmel and Pat McAfee work for the same company. Yeah. ABC. Mm-hmm. So Pat McAfee had to pretty much say, apologize mm-hmm. and say, oh, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers will reach out to Jimmy Kimmel, but he pretty much, we don't condone that on the show and blah, blah, blah. He had to put out an apology because I'm sure the ABC execs were like, yo, control your shit. Which for fucking McAfee should have done that Homer in the bushes thing, man. Hey, like, he should just have just stay the fuck him. out of it. He, no, he should have just told Aaron Rod- when Aaron Rodgers said that, be like, shut it down. Be like, all right, yeah. all right. We can't be saying that shit because yeah, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. He was just stoking the fires. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then, so he issued that apology and then um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't said shit about it since then. Yeah. But Jimmy Kimmel straight up told him, I'll fucking suit your ass, dude. Yeah, totally. And he should because yeah. that's fucking slander. And, and, you know, okay. and you know what the simps say? Mm. Oh, that touched a nerve in him. Okay. It this, must be something to hide. Okay. The, this is why people are so fucking stupid. It's because they keep saying, they're just, they keep throwing at Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, you make jokes about Aaron Rodgers and all of them. You make jokes about Trump, da 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 da, and everything. What? You can't dish, you can dish it up, but you can't take it. Here's the difference. 
Those are jokes. Right. This is an accusation. You, know, you fucking, yeah, you accusing the man of doing something that, right. you know, nobody wants to be associated with, right. you know? And also, have you motherfuckers ever heard of slander or libel? No, exactly. Those are crimes. Yeah. Well, slander is if it's in print. No, li- and no libel, libel, libel's, libel's in, print. in print. Slander, slander is, is it, spoken. Just, right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. No. So, but yeah, so like, and like, again, these people who don't know the law, they're just talking out of their ass. Right. And it's like, it's the whole Hollywood elite, everybody's involved thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because real quick, and just to cap it off, uh, including Lauren Boebert, she, you know how she switched districts? Yeah. She's saying she's doing it because the Hollywood elite, like Ryan Reynolds and Barbara Streisand are donating to her uh, Democratic opponent in mm-hmm. her old district. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds donated $1,500 and Barbara Streisand donated a thousand dollars and she's saying that hollywood's trying to take over ryan reynolds probably spends fifteen hundred dollars on a suit yeah i was like that doesn't mean shit to him he's trying to take (laughs) if he could he could buy your fucking town dude that's change (laughs) on the coffee table i was like she's fucking with ryan reynolds come on man yeah don't Don't fuck with deadpool bro right okay you ever seen when uh, a couple of years ago they had the uh the gay quiz Mm -hmm. because how you know how you can tell a man a man is straight Mm. He goes, no, damn, what was it? It was something about, you could tell a man is straight if he, if he thinks, if he thinks around around. Oh, attractive. I heard that. Yeah. If yeah, you, if like you try, that. and if you're gay, you yeah. try to lie about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 He goes, he goes, if, if, yeah, if you ask somebody if Ryan Reynolds attractive, uh, he goes, if 95% of straight men will say yes, you mm. know, the five, the other 5% are gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because I mean, he is a pretty man. But he is. I yeah. mean, you gotta be stupid to say he's yeah. not pretty. Come on, I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, son. Come on. <laughs> no, but, to, but she's fucking with Ryan Reynolds. He is the Canadian, you know how they said Meg Ryan used to be, what is it? America's sweetheart. sweetheart. He's, he's Cana- the Canadian's he's America's sweetheart. He's a Canadian Meg Ryan. Yeah. He's a, well, he's yeah. a Canadian America's sweetheart because yeah. who, who don't love him? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, you ain't never heard nobody say no shit bad about Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and she's going to be the first one. She's going to regret it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Barbara Streisand, a thousand dollars, please. Barbara mm-hmm. Streisand wipes her ass with a thousand dollars. Literally. She probably yeah. didn't even miss that. Right. She'll, they'll tell her, oh, you donated to this political figure. I did, honey. I don't even know him. <laughs> she's like, who is this? He goes, it's a tax write-off. That's what she doesn't understand. But yeah. anyway, yeah. so just to wrap it up, Cat mm-hmm. Williams, fucking start starting the year mm-hmm. off spitting off fire <laughs> uh, and green day yes is relevant mm-hmm. and i can't wait for weinstein's list bro we're gonna break that list down oh absolutely name by name dude it's gonna be like the fucking like nfl draft yep. and everything <laughs> so, uh, i want to be i want to be like uh the grinch yeah he goes donald trump hate right <laughs> he goes remember when he's screaming their names out i yeah. You. No, honestly, when they read that list, it's going to be like the end of Casino where they're playing House of the Rising Sun where all the mob bosses are trying to fucking go into witness protection or flee the country. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us and shooting the shit. We hope that this year is a big year for us, for you guys out there. And just remember to follow us on social media at the Minorities Report on Instagram and X Twitter whatever I don't even really go on there anymore but we're on there mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, we're also at the Minorities Report on TikTok and Minorities Report 2.0 so go ahead and give us a follow send us a message let us know what's up give us a review of if you listen to us on Apple uh, iTunes go ahead and get, leave us a review always helps us out and we're also on YouTube at the Minorities Report we'll broadcast our shows on there too and post some clips and we will See ya! You know-